0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown.
1: Create your life.
0: Create your life.
1: Create your life. Create your life. Create your life. Create your life.
0: Create your life.
1: Don't skip your life. You better create your life, create your life, create your life, create your life, create your
0: life. Beautiful people. This is the create your life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and it is an amazing day. And actually today we are gonna learn a lot on this show. Um I've already been talking with this gentleman, uh learning some things myself. Uh so super excited to bring him to you so that we all can learn something and hopefully, you know, buy up some property, get our credit scores better and you know, just keep winning at life. Um, and to be brief with you and I'm just gonna read some of the things out of his bio. Uh this gentleman uh has worked in real estate private equity, uh consulting, uh not for profit uh advising and project managing. Uh, His efforts have included asset management, acquisition, construction and development, Um, due diligence as well, which, of course, is always good before, you know, putting your money or your reputation on the line. He's currently the director of development for Carthage Real Estate Advisors, LLC, Uh, and Carthage is a Harlem based development firm focused on affordable and market rate residential development. So that's what some of his bio says. But I also want to chime in and say that this gentleman is also a professor at NYU teaching three classes this semester um you know urban economics and market analysis real estate development uh process and also public private uh real estate projects and the other thing he's also written three books so this is really why you know we know he's a domain expert in this field uh one of them uh the the first or i'm just gonna read all three uh real estate development what is it another one real estate uh, development gentrification and then the last but definitely not least and probably not the last one to be written I'm sure our uh, real estate development the process so uh, beautiful people uh, I still want to welcome you and I want to welcome you to uh, mr. Gerard Delane Gerard please say hello to the Create Your Life family
1: hello world how are you
0: doing <laughs> And it was just so smooth man I was so hype when I was introducing <laughs> you and then you hit me with the hello world <laughs> But, <laughs> All thank good. Thank man. you. I'm glad to be here. No, nah, definitely. So Gerard uh, first thing I want to ask you man is about your journey to getting here You started off as an architect yes. and are now on the development side. Talk to me a little bit about that process man your evolution So from your HBCU graduate. I'm sorry. I just had to put that out there. Yes, the family fam, so. graduate Go, oh, love.
1: Go So uh, from the very beginning um, You know when I was about when I was about six seven years old. I drew a house and I uh, brought it to my mom and I said, hey, look at this, this is your dream house. And mom said, that's beautiful. And I said, uh, I wanna do this. And she says, that's an architect. And I said, I wanna be an architect. And literally from that point on, that was my drive. Uh, so in high school, took drafting classes, drafting and design classes, uh, went to Florida A&M University School of Architecture, um, graduated from there. Um, And then started working in architecture in central Florida. And uh, it was a wonderful experience. Um, But two or three years into it, I realized that this other person was the visionary. Mm. This other person would come into the office and say, here, this is what I want to do. I want to build this here, there. It's going to get financed like this. Um, We're going to do affordable housing. We're going to do condos. We're going to do resorts. We're going to do this, this, and that. And I realized I want to be that guy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: How does he learn how to do that? Mm -hmm. How does he have all this information? How does he get access to the site? How does he get all this money raised to do this? Um, It was all foreign to me. And at the time, I knew literally one black developer. Um, I actually remember the guy's name, Guy Poo. Wherever you are, Guy Poo, hello. Um, And uh, I was fascinated by this brother. He was the only black developer I knew at the time. Mm I was fascinated how he had all this vast amounts of information. Um, So when the recession started in 2008, 9, 10, I realized now is a better time than any to jump out and try to do this other wave. Mm -hmm. Um, So I moved to New York City, uh, came to New York University uh, to pursue my master's in real estate development. And uh, I've been on this development thing ever since, man.
0: Wow. Okay that's quite the journey man yeah. um, I think one of the biggest things that I'm that I'm seeing right now uh, especially you know being in the Harlem community is uh, gentrification yes and oftentimes people I think there's a huge misconception around uh, gentrification that people right. think that gentrification is specifically race related right. a lot of the time and I personally know that it's not but can you walk us through uh, what gentrification is and actually uh, what some of the other misconceptions about right. it are
1: so I'll tell you a funny story of myself initially you know, uh, a few of my friends that I went to grad school with, you know, we're four African-American men. We're hanging out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're in Harlem. I was living in Harlem at the time. And uh, we're having drinks. And three of them are from actually New York City. I was the only one not.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're
1: sitting there talking. And I said, you know, I'm kind of gentrification too. It's like, mm-hmm. I have a higher income. Mm-hmm. I got educated somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I'm paying a lot of money to live in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um there's a resource problem that there's not enough land here. Mm. There's not enough housing here. And I'm one of the folks who moved here, got an education, got a job. And now I'm here, you know, paying like everybody else, right. Trying to compete Mm -hmm. um, for jobs and housing and everything else. Uh, So I think one of the issues, you know, you know, one of the issues that we have here in New York city is these neighborhoods um, that we were, Pushed to a long time ago Mm -hmm. um, are now becoming resources. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're limited resources, right? There's only so much land around Central Park. Right. right? And Harlem just happens to be one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have to work at how to preserve this resource.
0: Mm. And I think one of the primary ways is ownership, right?
1: And primary way is ownership, right? Mm. If you don't own it, right? And how much say do you really have in who it changes hands
0: with? Right. And what do you think are some of the reasons why, uh, you know, the people complain so much about gentrification are that people don't own?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, real estate is it's a it's an emotional thing. Right. The place where your home is, um, especially if you lived there, you know, most of your life, some folks in New York their whole life, um, you get a very close t- emotional attachment to it. Um, but you may not have a legal binding ownership stake in it Hmm. um and yeah i mean the 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 world is changing around us literally right Mm -hmm. when we were kids in the 80s right you know young people wanted to get a job move out to suburbia get a big house and a yard and a fence right right. right, that was like the american dream uh young folks want to live in the city now right they want to you know have a drink after work they want to walk to a market on Saturday mm-hmm. uh, there's just a different kind of aspirational thing going on right now and New York City DC like there's a, a bunch of other urban hubs that are feeling this right now right mm-hmm. that our communities are now feeling this expansion um, and uh, we have to work at preserving these assets that we have right we need to work at preserving our grandmother's home that's in this community right Right. And our parents home. right, We have to work at that. These homes don't cost the same thing they cost when grandma bought
0: it. Right. Because they were giving away <laughs> uh, brownstones for a dollar in the 80s. Right. Yeah. Nineties. Yeah.
1: Late 80s, early 90s. You know, mm-hmm. you know, the city didn't want to own these assets. Right. So they were giving away buildings in these neighborhoods because crime was bad. Right. Education was bad. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that situation is changing now, right? Mm-hmm. These neighborhoods aren't as violent as they used to be before. right? Um, I, you know, I jokingly tell people, when I moved to New York City, you know what I did? I looked at where I was going to school, and then I looked up the train stations. Mm-hmm. And, like, I made a decision, like, all right, around 125th Street, that's where I'm going to live. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and that's, like, near Harlem. That literally was my decision-making tree. Not let me move into a community and price out another person. Right. Right? So this... You know, we have to work at how we're going to address this new world that we live in, right? This new world where our homes are worth a lot, mm. right? And people are competing for that resource.
0: Right. And they want you to sell, 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 too. Right. you can't get a brownstone, what, for less than $3 mil now? Or?
1: You can't. You, there's no way you can get a brownstone for less than a million in Harlem. Like, forget about it. Mm. Right. You can't get a brownstone in in Bed-Stuy for less than a million. Right. And these these exact same neighborhoods. Right. They were literally given the building away 20 years ago. Mm. Right. When your grandparent bought it, you know, many moons ago. Right. It Mm -hmm. was worth a lot less than this. Um, You're competing with a whole different crowd of folks to get those assets down. Right. Mm -hmm. Now you have young, talented professionals that want to raise their kids somewhere, too. Right. Mm-hmm. And these brownstones provide an asset where there's a backyard. Right. And close public transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, which is wonderful, right?
0: Which we, is a luxury in New York. Which to is have a backyard.
1: Ap- <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, there's you know, as you and I know, right, you got like Stratus Road is one of the few blocks where you can actually park your car right in the back of your home. That is now a commodity, right? Because there's not a whole lot of places that have that. Even on the upper west side. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of places where you could park your car in your personal garage. Right. Um, so these things that we've had for a long time mm-hmm. have now become a different type of resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to actively think about moving forward how we're going to participate in this new world.
0: I'm glad you said participate because my question for you is, is if someone's interested and wants to uh, find out more information about how to you know, be, either become a real estate developer, get more involved into right. uh, the real estate game, what are some resources or some different ways that you think – but like, what are some of the, the quickest things that you can do in order to firstly to
1: i'm a big believer in education um so you know i have a book called you know real estate development what is it Um mm-hmm. i have another book called real estate development the process how do you do it mm-hmm. right um and then another book which i i did recently which is real estate development gentrification right you know because we have we have thoughts on what it is, but not a lot of people know the exact mechanics mm-hmm. on what it is, as well as what to do about it, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I have books. There's a bunch of books out there as well. i um, just getting informed. So I'm an educator, right? So mm-hmm. I, I teach at, at NYU and Pratt Institute now. Okay. Um, I'm a big proponent of getting informed, right? Yeah. Knowing what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, financing programs start and end. Right, So, when new programs are created, that creates a new opportunity mm-hmm. um and we should be, as I said a second ago, participating in these new opportunities that come up
0: yeah speaking of uh, new opportunities, um you have been at your firm, the one that you're at now Carthage, for four years, correct and you're now partner yes um what was that process like, you know, that grind to make it to to partnership level you know, and what do you come in as? Are you just an associate? Or what do you come in as, you know what I mean, before your partner? What, what are the levels?
1: I've been in project management for a number of years now. I'm not, I say it like I'm really old.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but uh, but managing folks, managing projects I've been doing for a few years, which is not an easy task. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked at a few developers, uh, both market rate and affordable housing developers. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came here, I came with, you know, a... A, the, my design background, and then B, some experience with other development shops, bigger and smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Carthage is a small, you know, minority-owned firm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the owner of the company is born and raised out of East Harlem. Um, so we're of this community, and we believe in the improvement of this community and the preservation of uh, our ownership in this community. So we're a big believer in that. And I believe in that, and that's why I joined the company and still there. Um and uh, it's 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 special, man. It's very special.
0: Okay. And how many units are you know? How many properties do you all own in the city? Or?
1: Uh, we have about 400 in New York City. Um, we have a small portfolio out in Jersey as well.
0: Okay. Okay. And so the, that that process, though, in four years, is that like record time to that, be able to move, that, move that, uh,
1: You know what's funny about real estate development? Like, it really just takes money, man. It's crazy, like. It's not like law where, like, you have to go work somewhere and do something for a while, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like in, you know, in the medical field, right? You got to go and do residency for X amount of time mm-hmm. or even architecture. Yeah. You got to go work somewhere else for X amount of time. You know, there's what's beautiful about this line of business is you can make a couple of good decisions mm-hmm. and have exponential benefits from it.
0: Mm. And what have, what have been some of those uh, great decisions that you've made and got some exponential benefits?
1: Me personally, you know, going to family was a great decision. Okay. Going to New York City and going to NYU is also a great decision. Those mm-hmm. are two great decisions I've made in life.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I've... What about with your real estate? like in real Well, related to that. Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, while I was at NYU, um, I... I've met who's 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 now my partner at um, Carthage, um, uh, you get these wonderful networks that I didn't appreciate when I was an undergrad and nobody really told me either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but part of the graduate school experience is you you meet folks and you build these bonds and you build these relationships. And when you go out to be a professional, those relationships are real. Um, you pick up the phone and you can reach out and talk to somebody at a bank mm-hmm. and be like, hey, How's it going? And you can have a pleasant conversation, and they can help you. Mm -hmm. Um, So real estate is a relationship business, but in a lot of other industries. You see it in tech too, right, where Mm. people who go to USC and then jump out or go to Stanford and then jump out, and they get out, and they can raise money, right, Right. and they can do something amazing, and they get together with one of their classmates and do something amazing. Um, I think that was a couple of good decisions I've made. The second one I I didn't appreciate going into it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah now and I give back so people who graduate from NYU call me literally cold call me sometimes Mm -hmm. and yeah I'll give them a few minutes like hey you should do this decision hey I'll help you out this way so I'm a part of the network too now
0: right Uh, that's awesome man Um, so speaking about being a part of the network and and making things happen in New York man what does it look like to actually go about buying a property in New York Um, can you walk us a little bit through that and kind of touch on the financing aspect as well so we're talking about home buying, right? Mm-hmm. Purchasing a home. Cuz you guys do a lot of commercial. As so well, we right? do
1: mostly commercial, but yeah, I'd love to to inform our people's on on home buy. So I bought my condo out in uh out in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. It's hard, man. And I I work in this business. Yeah. And it was hard for me. Right. Um you got to keep all your paperwork together. Um it's long, it's slow, it's not cheap. Um but I think the first step folks should do is a working your credit and B save.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, you said that those were two pillars that those, are super important.
1: Those, if you're not doing that, like you're literally wasting your time because l- the lender is not even going to want to talk to you without seeing those. Right? Yeah. They want to see firstly what's your credit score. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, to get a good, you know, line of a uh, good a good loan, you'd want to get like a seven hundred, but definitely seven hundred credit score. credit score. Okay, but definitely over six hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, Although 630 is kind of the threshold, Mm -hmm. um, the issue you're going to run into is, like, the day they run it, it could fluctuate. Mm. So, yeah, it might be 635 today, and then the day he runs it, it's 625, and you're out of the door. Mm. Um, So the first thing you want to do is get your credit as high as possible, focus on that. And there's a whole exercise in getting your credit up and keeping it up.
0: Give us a couple tips.
1: Uh, Firstly, keeping your revolving credit lines down. Mm -hmm. Um, That's huge. Also, payment history, not having sixty day, ninety day late notices, because mm-hmm. um, those ding, and it's hard to get those off. Mm-hmm. The revolving credit you could work down in a few months, but you know, creditors dinging you with ninety day late notices, mm-hmm. it's very, very hard to get those off your credit.
0: And let's say somebody like myself, like I have a high credit score, but I don't do anything with it, and right. I have a credit card that I don't use. I just used it to like get my credit score right. up because I knew I needed it to have high credit, but right. I never. Yeah, I don't put anything on the card. I think I might even cut the card up. Credit's so.
1: a weird beast, man. Because if you don't use it, then and they cancel your card, then they ding you. It's a it's a very odd beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, we live in a capitalistic society, so that's that's where we are. Um, so you know, you're supposed to be using it and keeping it under you know a good twenty five percent. But I personally say ten percent mm-hmm. um, is to keep your revolving credit line. So using it because it's the credit system. So, right. you, so you're supposed to be using your credit um and keeping it down. So buying a home is an easy example of using your credit and then paying your monthly mortgage every month, that will reflect in your credit as a positive. Hmm. Um, you know, for some of us some of us who have school debt, you know, that is a positive as long as you keep paying it on time. Right. Right? So that's a debt that stays in your credit line and you can't get rid of it, right? Mm-hmm. There's other things, you know, that you could, you know, you know, you go do, you know, you get a bankruptcy or something, and it can go away eventually. Mm-hmm. But school debt, right? The federal yeah. government's gonna get that money back. Yeah, they're gonna well, they get that money, man. <laughs> you know,
0: right. I was trying to help people, you know, like how you do. That's why I wrote the book on how to graduate from college for free because yeah. I thought that it was important for people to be able to do so. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what is an ideal? This is a question from one of our listeners. Uh, what is an ideal amount for you to have like saved up um, when you're looking to purchase? Your home. Hold on. Let me reread it. What is an ideal amount one should have saved for down payment, closing costs, lawyer and lawyer fees, et cetera?
1: Well, down payment aside, mm-hmm. I think you should have a good 15 to 20,000 just for all the miscellaneous costs, mm-hmm. um, including your lawyer uh, and the closing costs with your lender. The down payment depends on how big of a home you're building or how big of a home you're buying. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, the type of financing you get. So if you're doing, you know, a federal program like FHA, then, yes, you're putting 3 to 5% down, right? Okay. So then that's relative to what you're buying. Mm-hmm. Are you buying a home that's 200000 300000 400000 500000 mm-hmm. So then that, you know, that 5% is relative. If you're doing conventional financing where you have to put down 10%, 20%, then that's a different conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, another question, uh, how soon should you go for pre-approval? Go for your pre-approval.
1: I mean, again, as soon as you can get over that 650 700 mark mm-hmm. and you're ready mm-hmm. um, and you have the money saved and you're ready to do something, you should go and get a pre-approval letter. And the broker that you're dealing with is probably going to require you to do it before they start showing you apartments. Mm-hmm. Especially in New York City, they go so fast yeah. that they need you armed with that pre-approval. So you see something you like, you can immediately put in the offer. If you don't have the pre-approval letter, you put in that offer, the buyer, the seller is going to say, hey, you're not serious. You haven't even gone to a bank yet to certify you can even do
0: this. Okay. And one more question uh, from this particular listener. She would like to know. Her name is Joy. She would like to know uh it, can you explain PMI, especially explain what that means uh and how it works.
1: So basically depending on the 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 financing you get so the the government has uh like the FHA program uh which they, you know, essentially ensure that you are going to pay back your loan correctly, um, The on the borrower side, you're going to pay more, essentially. Mm-hmm. So you're going to pay a little bit more to the lender um, in order to get this loan and make this loan happen.
0: Okay, and this is the private mortgage insurance.
1: Uh, insurance, yep. Right, right. right. Okay. So it's literally insurance to the lender. Like, hey, this person's credit score isn't 710. It's 645. Right. I need this extra insurance that they're not going to default to me so they're going to pay a little extra in there for that
0: okay got you and what are some other hidden fees that uh you can run into that you probably do not see coming uh when working to uh to purchase a home
1: uh let's see what did i run into for some reason like i don't know i felt like everything was creeping i had like more than enough and like i ended at the the end of the road with like just enough so i I think you should have a, a buffer um the The legal costs crept up slightly. The title costs went up a little bit. Um, all these miscellaneous things, like oh, you got to pay for this. Oh, you got to pay for that. You know, and you got to do this while you're also just supporting your current life, right? You're currently mm. paying rent wherever you're paying, right? You're currently, mm. you know, providing your quality of life currently, right? Eating, living, um, and then all these other like oh, this thing's two thousand dollars, pay for this. Oh, this thing's fifteen hundred bucks, pay for this. You know, on top of you're just living. Currently, right? Mm-hmm. So this goes back to the question she had earlier. Like, You need to have like that money mm-hmm. saved up and ready in time for this journey you're going down.
0: Mm. And a lot of times people, they're buying property, right? You mm-hmm. you buy either a resident, I mean, somewhere for you to stay or you buy an investment property and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always think about monopoly when I think about real estate and the fact that you don't necessarily have to have all of the money yourself that you can collaborate. That is correct. Um you were talking a little bit earlier when we were um, when we were chatting about uh, people building wealth off of credit. Can you give us some insight on how to even go about doing that? Because yes. like I said, I have a high credit score, but I don't know what to do with it. So, you know. so
1: one of the things I learned when I went so again like I, I, my initial education was architecture, mm-hmm. learning design buildings, yada yada. You know, when I went back to grad school, I realized like there's this whole finance world going on all around us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even participating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily know how to use credit correctly at the time. I was almost 30. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not teaching us this in high school. No, not at all. Right? They're not. They're not teaching you credit in high school or savings, personal finance, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Even some of the biggest companies in the world in real estate use leverage, like Blackstone. It's like the biggest private equity company in the world. They they raise money from investors to do investments. They raise money from institutions to do investments. They don't just assume like, hey, we're the biggest and most wealthiest com- company in the world. Mm-hmm. We're just going to use all of our own capital to do investments. Mm-hmm. You know, they do what you call spread the risk, right? Instead of us investing all our money in two deals, how about we do 20, right? Mm-hmm. And have partners, you know, in some cases have a local partner who can do a joint venture with us, right? Mm-hmm. They can share knowledge and spread the wealth right. um, and spread the risk. So it goes back to the question you said about joint ventures. Uh, You know, a lot of folks who do do real estate development are not doing it all with their own capital. Mm -hmm. They're creating a situation where they could do a joint venture. You know, they can partner with folks. You know, I was at a panel discussion last year, young African-American developer, talented dude. um, He said one of his first deals, he linked with one of the biggest African-American developers in New York city. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, he told me, uh, I got you. Right. So he was able to be there and be, you know, kind of mentorship, you know, and going along with him for the ride. Of course, this young man had to do a good job and, you know, make sure the deal goes through and -hmm. and makes money and everybody, you know, is satisfied at the end. Uh, But you don't have to do it all on your own. And we, you know, we as a collective need to work on that working together to do things instead of I'm going to make it right Mm -hmm. I'm gonna achieve this we need to make it we need to make it we need to achieve we can do more together Mm -hmm. than we could as individuals
0: yeah and you said something else earlier that I thought was a really cool statement you said that the country is built off of ownership yeah expand on that a little bit for us
1: yeah literally the first day first day of grad school uh, my professor said you know it was real estate law actually first day of law school she's like uh, America is built on ownership right? All the laws, rules, taxes, it mm-hmm. all benefits those that own this place, right? Mm-hmm. Granted, the guys who arrived took it, but then they documented ownership, right? Right, And they built this whole capitalistic society around owning stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so us to, as I said earlier, participate, we need to get in some ownership positions in these communities, either owning our own home mm-hmm. um, or owning a business, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know the other part of gentrification in our neighborhood is we don't own a lot of our businesses in our community and support those businesses right. A <laughs> second part is important,
0: yeah, absolutely,
1: so as a collective working with each other, <laughs> not as individuals all out trying to do our own thing,
0: mm. okay uh well, uh beautiful people, we're gonna cut to a commercial break, music break. Um, But I want you to call in if you have any questions for Mr. Delane. Gerard Delane is here with us, real estate developer in Harlem uh, at Carthage. Uh, Give us a call, 212-650-6903, or write your question on our Facebook Live, and we will be happy. I'm sure he'll be happy to answer your questions for you. But you know what's coming up uh, in a bit. You know, we got the dolphin tank coming and the turnaround, so more fun to come. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and we are back with Mr. Gerard Delane, who is a real estate developer here in Harlem. Uh, at Carthage and uh, Gerard when we left you were telling us about uh, how to build wealth with credit yes and so I thought that that was uh, super insightful but there are two different types of credit there's personal and business correct can you uh, enlighten us and and, you know give some more insight about those two different things because I actually don't know a lot about that
1: all good all good so I'm fairly knowledgeable on personal credit business credit I'm actually personally still learning a lot too Mm -hmm. but essentially You know, your personal credit is based on your performance, right? You take on a loan. Mm -hmm. You pay it back, right? Mm -hmm. Your credit builds up. um, You don't pay it back, right? Your credit, you personally get a ding on your credit. Um, But you actually can separate and get a business line of credit Mm -hmm. so that you have a business that operates. Business can own cars, Mm -hmm. right? A venue, a building, assets, right? Equipment. Mm -hmm. Um, So your business could actually go get a loan from the bank Mm -hmm. to expand, Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, let's say you're a franchise and you have two stores and you want to grow to 10, right? If you're a good performing, you know, you know business that pays your loans back on time, mm-hmm. you can go get a loan to expand. Right. Um, you know, it's not based on what you personally are bringing home and are paying. Um, you know, we should learn a lot more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, right, we should be participating in that space. We should be in our banks going in and saying, hey, I want to open a business in this neighborhood, right? I want to open the next coffee shop in Harlem.
0: Okay, I've seen the Black Panther. A lot of people have seen the Black Panther movie, right? Yeah. And there's a a really dope part at the end where the King T'Challa he starts to buy up all of this property in Oakland. Hmm. Um. You know, being from the Bay Area, I thought that was super cool, super dope. Nice. But it also, you know, made me think, man. How? What are some of What are some of your advice on how we can collectively uh, start the conversation uh, to building up? um you know communities our communities
1: what's wonderful now versus doing this line of business 30 years ago mm-hmm. was it was really people with a whole lot of money who were kind mm-hmm. of taking advantage mm-hmm. you know now we have technology man like you know you could raise money online you could create a crowdfund. um there's you could actually reach out to folks and people can believe mm-hmm. in your mission mm-hmm. right and you can promote that mission now we got social media right which is yeah at this point, almost more, impo- more important than the Internet, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's important.
1: Right? It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy important that you can reach out. People can believe in what you're doing mm-hmm. and support mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, now you can build a following and you can raise money from that. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, mm-hmm. you know, you can work as a collective to raise money mm-hmm. much faster
0: than you personally could raise
1: money to do something.
0: Okay. And we got another question. Um someone asked, "Can you recommend any programs for first-time home buyers?" Oh yeah. Here in the city.
1: So they have so I I personally would say Wells Fargo is the best first stop. Mm-hmm. They're a big bank, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um and they have pretty standard programs. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a lot of other third-party lenders um in the area that do it as well.
0: Okay. Um, and that being said, your daughter is here. Yeah. Uh, and your sister here yes, is here. Yes, yes. So you, you're you balancing being a parent, uh, yeah. an amazing brother. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, you're a professor. You're writing books. <laughs> you know, you, you're managing 400 units in the city. Yeah. Dude, how do you balance it all? What are some of the secrets?
1: You know, man, I just wake up excited, man. Like, I love what I do. So, like, I wake up. Today, I was trying to take a nap and then like literally like I like rolled over I pulled over my phone and I like started like taking notes on something I want to do mm-hmm. um, I'm just excited about what I do so it doesn't feel like work you know mm-hmm. I think Steve Jobs had a quote similar to that yeah. right um, so you know I love what I do as a business I love teaching mm-hmm. um, I love guiding and leading
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and yeah you know I have an awesome younger sister and younger brother you know my younger sister who has drive like I do, you know she you know she's doing her thing on her own right, and I'm trying to help her along the way mm-hmm. um and yeah my my daughter she's she's a little, little young brilliant person mm-hmm. um so I just try to be a good example for them and help them along their journey
0: so dope. dope. and what are what are a couple of your self care rituals like what does Gerard do for himself to make sure that he's balancing?
1: At this point, I hit the gym three to four days a week. Okay. Uh, for a good while, I was going five days a week. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I got so many commitments, like five is just a bit much. Yeah. Five five is tough. I'm running, running myself a little ragged. So instead, I actually eat a little better now. Mm. So I go to gym three to four days a week, and then I eat pretty good. Okay. I eat pretty good, although I do love my burger and fries. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can't be mad at you. I do. I do. But to your point... Mm-hmm. Um, I eat pretty good, and I exercise. I actually feel much better the day I exercise. Mm-hmm. I, f- I go into the office alert. You know, my adrenaline's pumping. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel just... I feel more in tune.
0: Okay. And uh, what are, like, some of your... How do you go about setting goals?
1: So I personally write things down. I'm also a Capricorn, so we're all goal-oriented. Okay. Um. So I actually... It's funny you ask that question. I actually have... A list of goals and objectives for the year mm. that I do every year. Okay. Yeah,
0: so we do that. I have a goal-setting uh, group. Yeah. Um, we meet uh, once a month, and it's also a mastermind. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called called goal-crushing, man.
1: So I, I I write every year. I got mm. it set up. Mm-hmm. And then I have it actually broken out. So I have what are my monthly goals mm-hmm. and objectives. Mm-hmm. Um, what's my annual? So what I want to get done this year. Mm-hmm. And then at the very bottom, I actually have my life goal and objectives. mm Uh, So literally, what is the long-term vision? Where am I trying to go, right? Right? And are these steps in between leading me to that? Mm -hmm. That's how I personally keep focused. And then what I try to do every first of the month is look at how am I doing? What are the goals? What was I supposed to get done? How am I doing? Am I progressing? And it's wildly good. Like I'm literally in 2013 on the list was teaching, Mm. It was on the list. And I didn't necessarily have, like, the roadmap how to get there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but it was on my goals list. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And how, and I'm assuming that that's the way that you measure uh, how you, that you're growing each that's year. That's how
1: I measure how I'm doing. Yeah. That's how I measure what I'm Super doing. Super important. Yeah.
0: All right, man. So now it's time for the dolphin tank. All right. You ready? You ready I'm, to jump in? I'm ready. Can you swim? I can do it. All right. I mean, dolphins are friendlier than sharks, but I'm saying, you know, it, it gets a little serious up in there. Nah. Let's do it. Okay. First question is rapid fire. Um, what's the top tech that you're using to make your company uh, run smoothly? My iPhone. Your iPhone. Okay. I'm on it Any particular day. apps?
1: Evernote. Okay. It'll change your life. You okay. should try it. <laughs> are you on Evernote? Yeah, I have one. Um, <laughs> I, you know, when it first came out. Yeah. I, like, kind of, sort of, like, couldn't get it. Yeah. And then I stayed off of it. And then I had a boss who was, like, crazy. He was crazy, like, attached to all the tasks we were doing. I was like, how does he remember all this stuff? It's because he was keeping notes in his Evernote. And now I do it, and it, like, changed my life. I use it for work and personal. Okay.
0: I'm going to have to look back into Evernote because I haven't used it in a while. I
1: promise you. Try it. You got to commit, though. You got to, like, consistently do it to capture all your information. Yeah. And then it's wildly
0: wildly helpful to you okay favorite quote or model that you live by desperately dedicated Mm. why
1: um you know sometimes you want to quit sometimes it seems hard Mm -hmm. sometimes nobody sees what you're going for but you Mm -hmm. you got to be dedicated to it Mm. you got to commit to it
0: and did you make that up or
1: i I made that up I, i just it's just a personal thing Right around the time, I think I was like junior, senior year in college, um, I was just like, I'm not going to quit. Mm-hmm. I can't give up. Failure is not an option. Gotcha. Desperately dedicated. Got it. Oh, you want to oh. know my second favorite one? Okay. I love this one. Cherish this moment. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. The next one's always
0: better. Mm. Okay. I like that. And who said that?
1: I I made that up.
0: That's okay. mine. <laughs> literally <laughs> all right, all I right professor <laughs> you school and i'm, I'm <laughs> loving it um favorite book or the most impactful book that you've read
1: most impactful i think um i'll teach you how to be rich was like the start of my personal finance journey mm-hmm. um obviously rich dad poor dad is in there uh robins obviously has some brilliant books tony um, robbins you talking yeah mm-hmm. there's the uh Uh, Total Money Makeover, Mm -hmm. also a great book. Um, Those are kind of like baseline, and then you can start getting to like uh, uh, Richest Man in Babylon. I love that book. Um, Yeah, it's a few of those those books.
0: Okay. Um, Three things you would tell someone looking to create their best life.
1: Three things I would tell people.
0: Looking to create their best life. This is the question that nobody can escape the show without answering. Create your best life. All right.
1: I know what the third one is. I'm ready for the third one. So firstly, uh, figure out your goals. Um, A lot of people go through life kind of taking life as it comes to them. Yeah. Um, Instead of like, what do you want to do? Right. What makes you happy? And Mm -hmm. are you trying to get that? Mm -hmm. Are you working toward it? Are you saving for it? Are you sacrificing for it? Um, Are you providing that for others? Mm-hmm. Um so I think the first is just come up with your own personal goal. Secondly, I'd say figure out how you can help build for your family. Mm. Right? And hopefully they're doing the same for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, nobody's gonna come save us, right? We gotta create, right? We gotta participate, we gotta get educated on information like how can I provide you know food and water for our, my family, right? Um, so, firstly, I'd say the second thing is that, and thirdly, um, give back. Um, figure out how to give back, and that always comes back. That's another quote of mine: mm-hmm. is I give all the time, it always comes back, and I don't expect it to. Mm-hmm. But like, you treat people right, man, it always comes back to you.
0: Okay. All right. And uh, how can people stay in contact with you?
1: Uh, so my name is Gerard Delane, D-E-L-A-I-N-E. So you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, Gerard1225. Uh, you can also find my LinkedIn as well. Oh, my website, GerardDelane.com.
0: Okay. And so now um, <clears throat> it's time for the turnaround. Yes. You are in control, brother. I am Create Your Life Family. You know how the turnaround around Gerard has the opportunity. It looks like he wrote some questions down, which I is did. unfair. I so he has the opportunity to ask me any three questions that he wants to, and I have to answer them. So um, I'm about to be brave. Here we are. I'm ready. Let's go.
1: And I wrote them down look, in my Evernote. Nice. I'm telling you. Okay. Change your life. Okay. All right. What do you love most about NYC?
0: What do I love most about New York? The energy. Mm. I think that the the energy is amazing also curl fest which happens in the summer i love that about new york i saw the
1: ig <laughs> photos of curl fest i wasn't there ironically i was in brooklyn that day like i didn't you missed it i'm telling you i saw like the pictures like later that night when i got home i was like what is
0: this well i'll make sure that you don't miss it again brother so please, i like please. i love the energy um because i feel like the grind and everything is so real here uh i love curl fest and i had something else and i can't think of it right now it just escaped me but i, I would definitely say like the energy um You know, New York is definitely one of those places. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. It it definitely sets the pace. It sets the tone. I agree. I agree. um, Definitely. Yeah.
1: All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, What's your favorite movie? Black Panther. Really? All time?
0: (laughs) Of all time? Wow. I mean, I I definitely, Black Panther's up there. There's a, a lot of positives in that movie that I really feel. I just, I have movies that I like. Right. Um, and you know A lot of times It has to do with Like the characters And stuff right. like that so I'll
1: let you all. So give me three That you like then. Like I like
0: to laugh So I think Wedding Crashers Is hilarious It's absolutely hilarious Yeah it's amazing The fact Like Rebecca McAdams Name is like Claire Cleary I could never Not keep saying that Like together is just so funny to me But she's <laughs> I think she's Absolutely gorgeous She did a great job In the, uh, in the notebook as well right. Um Actually you know what I really like the notebook I think that's like The ultimate love story man That yeah. is a really Really good That is a good, good movie, movie. And, uh, yeah, I I would probably say those aren't my favorites, but those are definitely, like, three movies that I could watch, you know what I mean, more than once. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Nice, nice, nice. And then uh, the last one's easy. Uh, Who's your inspiration?
0: Wow. Who was my inspiration? Today. In in this moment?
1: In this moment. As in why am I here? Uh, No, just... Cause like movies, right? Like maybe yeah.
0: over time, maybe you feel
1: a little, little different way, but.
0: Mm-hmm. So I don't know that a particular person is my inspiration right. as much as uh, being granted the opportunity to be here. Gotcha. Um, you know, definitely we all have our challenges and things that we have to overcome and even still uh, today, you know, you still have challenges and, and the aspirations just to become a, a better man. So I will say that I'm inspired um, by the guests that definitely come on the show. I'm inspired at the fact that you took the opportunity and you came out here today to spend time with me on the radio. You know what I mean? Like that means a lot to me. Um, a, a lot of it has to do with the, with the the opportunities, man. And yes. just being blessed to be here. It's a blessing, man. Yeah. And you know, even when we fall short of glory, right. um, you know, you got to pick it back up, man, you know, and dust yourself off and just definitely, man, Challenge. you know, you have your challenges. So, you know, inspiration is a big part of just continuing to go. But the other thing is that, you know, I look at life sometimes and I say, you know, th- today's going to be, the day's going to go by no matter what. Or the right. time's going to pass. If something's going to take me the next four hours or the next five hours, that time's going to pass. Right. So I'm either going to do something in it. Right. Or I'm not. Right. And I think that that's important to keep at top of mind. So, you know, just seeing other people win, that really inspires me. You like, know. I would never want you to not keep being great and reaching higher levels because it always gives me something to aspire to. Right, And I feel like when you look in that life through that perspective, man, it really helps you to, uh, to continue to grow, uh, number one, but to also see the good in other people and, and for them to win. Right. Um, so, yeah. Well, we, we got a few more minutes, man. If you have more questions that you want to ask, you are, are welcome to do so. And, All right. You know?
1: What is a better album? Aquimini or Stinkonia?
0: Ooh, I'm staying out of that. What? Stayed out of that. How you? What? I, I can't. I can't.
1: It's tough. I know. Uh, yeah, I've had it's, it's many, tough. I've had many debates about this. These two flawless albums.
0: Right. It, that's tough. That's tough. What's your answer?
1: So, I say Aquemini. And, mm-hmm. and what me and a good friend of mine determined at the end of this long argument, and this went for like a couple of years, we like went back and forth, oh, and wow. asked a bunch of people, and like yeah, yeah. we always got like on both ends. What we both determine is that what you what where you are in life influences this
0: opinion opinion huh. right because music same is the same thing art, right? with the movies exact right? same yeah, thing yeah. with the movies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where
1: you are in life and what you're experiencing mm-hmm. affects how you're receiving it. so in my case i was a senior in high school mm-hmm. so equipment to me is like the most perfect album ever i was also like a senior high school like going through these like life changing kind of things, right? Yeah. Uh about to graduate college graduate high school, leave home. Yeah. Um, I had a new car. Yeah. Uh you was winning, man. I was winning, man. <laughs> I was winning, man. I was on the homecoming court. Like I was like winning. Life was good at that okay. point. Okay. Were you king or I did not win king. I was okay. on the court though.
0: Okay. Uh um, I-, I got king. I ain't trying to you know outshine you, but you know we was both on the court it. man. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. All I all love it. Good. All good.
1: So, yeah, I was at a very good point in life when that came out, and that album was, like, flawless. I listened to it the first time from start to finish. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is so good. Stank Yoni is also absolutely ridiculously amazing as well. Yeah, I was a sophomore mm-hmm. in college at the time that came out. Granted, it was a good album. It was an amazing album as well. Right. But I, you know, I feel like Criminal is a better album.
0: Did you listen to it on CD or tape? CD. You know. Okay. Okay. But you remember when we used to be using tapes though. Oh definitely. Now, you oh, remember definitely. when you used to have to turn it with the pencil in the middle? I do in remember. In order to rewind it? I the, do remember. The, yeah, that's like a retro. I, you
1: know it's funny we're on the radio? I remember you used to have to like catch that song that you loved at the right then. time oh. and then hit the record button and you got to yeah. beat it at a stop
0: and you had to have the radio that could record <laughs> you have- oh man those buttons on the top <laughs> of the had- one popped off you know you had to you
1: had to have the tape player that had the little record button you hit mm-hmm. the button and you stopped and hopefully you didn't record over something else that you oh loved. man that the you worst? remember you used
0: to get in trouble for recording over other people's <laughs> stuff oh man that was the times <laughs> that was life that was life oh man oh that's wild
1: <laughs> you know or you used to get like maxi tapes where like they would have like the single on the front side and then the B side on right. the other side yeah speaking
0: yeah. of that man that one song by the brat and B.I.G. the B side I love that song yeah it's an it's yeah, old school jam it's
1: good I was I saw um who was it the other day Irv Gotti I saw posted the other day the B side record for one of Jay-Z's albums like a long time ago and he posted the tape cover mm. not like a CD cover and yeah. I was like wow
0: wow tapes
1: i remember that
0: man somebody somewhere has got a huge collection of tapes i'm sure <laughs> i'm, sure, I'm and you, sure and remember vhs where you used to be filming and dubbing like vhs tapes
1: <laughs> you know we had a good point man we used to
0: record <laughs> music videos man yeah That's now you
1: a, just youtube now you just, just it's all like at the snap of your finger yeah. um it doesn't i don't think it holds the same value either mm. Versus back then like B E T was the source, right? MTV And the box. And the box. Like those yeah. are like three or four like sources in like California music channel. That was it, right? Was like uh-huh. you got into that channel and then you got out to the world. Yeah. Um now, you know, me yeah, and you can make a video right now and it's on YouTube in like five minutes.
0: I mean you you trying to drop a video? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, man, I've been working on my—nah, bo- not really. I can't rap, so I won't even get to get to not tell him the truth in there. So
1: awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Do I get another question?
0: You, yes, you do.
1: So I'm gonna go out to the West Coast for the first time this summer. In and Out Burger. In and Out Burger. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good man. And I don't even. I'm not even, uh, I didn't even let you answer your question. Didn't even, but my you knew bad. where I was going. You knew where I was going. <laughs> I, I felt it. I well, felt it. You felt it.
1: You felt, I felt it. it. What,
0: which part were you going? Are you going to LA or are you going to the Bay? Both. Oh, my kind of guy. All right, cool. So, uh,
1: I've been to Vegas five times now. Yeah. And I'm going to Vegas again this year. Okay. I've never been to LA or San Francisco. Okay.
0: So. Um, Two different vibes. I think you'll you'll enjoy both. I do. I do want to go out and experience that. Are you going to drive from one end to the other? I'm going to drive.
1: So I'm going to fly into
0: one. Take and then Take Highway One, one. scenic.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna rent a car and then just kind of mm-hmm. like check all that out. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Any
0: other questions about Kelly that I might be able to answer for you?
1: Where should I hang out at in in the, in, in the Bay Area, man? Where's Where's the cool kids hang at? Uh, well, I mean,
0: you always had the opportunity to go to like uh, you know the Jack London. Okay. I hang out down there, and I can get you. I can get you some other spots in San Francisco. Okay, man. But I would definitely say you know see about Oakland it's a lot to do out there um definitely and if you're around like first fridays or something like that they got them at the museum good live music it's like first first saturdays here and stuff so
1: that's what i'm trying to find out i'm trying to experience the culture when i'm
0: there yeah now you got to man you got to yeah Yeah, it's official
1: yeah i want to get the the local vibe not just the touristy whatever
0: Mm. well yeah we'll have to connect because if i'm out there you know what i mean i'll show you around oh
1: man so that is the move. So now I just need to coordinate it. So I'm there at the same time as you and so I really get the vibe out there.
0: Hey, it's all, it's always an opportunity, brother. Really. That's the move. That's well, shoot, move. man, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. Appreciate for you for me, dropping brother. this knowledge, man. It's really been an amazing, a blessing. No problem. So create your life family. Oh, wow. Somebody, uh, Breon Nicole Davis said great interview and that she just purchased one of your books. Yeah. So look at you, man, making this traction, making the world better. Mm-hmm. helping people create their life uh rochelle evans says hello hello um rj martin said hello and Hi. uh danielle says hello and joy says hello dude you are popular today <laughs> so hello these, hello hello world these are the people are uh, tuning in from uh facebook live so cool create your life family it's been a amazing day uh and i'm gonna play this song from the black panther soundtrack as we uh exit and uh you know we'll see you soon beautiful people if you enjoyed this episode of the create your life series be sure to download it from our podcast which is available on createyourlifeseries.com itunes stitcher radio and google music also be sure to leave a review of the podcast you can catch us live on sundays from 5 30 to 6 30 p.m eastern standard time via 90.3 fm in new york or on facebook live at facebook.com backslash kev brown one we encourage you to participate in the conversation on Facebook or call in at 212-650-6903. Follow us on Instagram at CYL Series and at Kevin Y. Brown. Be blessed, and we'll see you back here live next week.
1: Create your life.
0: Create your life. Create your life.
1: Create your life. Create your life. Create your life. Create your life. Skip your you better create your, life. <laughs> create, your life.
0: You. create your life. Create your life. Create your life. Create your life.